I always start with this song. It's like a little feel good. It makes people happy. It's like a little old school funk. Do you know the song? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Someone who was on last week who thought it was, what they think it was? Oh, the Fat Hour theme song. And I was like, mm. <laughs> Yeah, some people know it from Burger King. Yeah. Yeah, it was the Burger King. I always say, like, there's no voice like this on the radio right now. Shaka Khan? Yeah. Her voice is like, there's something so just pure and just, uh, it's big black lady good. <laughs> well, that's because everybody on the road, on the radio right now is young. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's all super young now. That's true. Why not like... And, and, but do you like... um? Even Bieber is considered old now. That's sad. You know what I mean? Like yeah. He's, he's an older... That's for, crazy. Like, star. You know the closest voice to this right now? Um, you listen to Alabama Shakes at all? I know who they are. I've only heard the one song. Her voice is like kind of... This, cause this is like, yeah. Um, all right, everybody. Welcome to Fairly Normal. Uh, obviously, I'm Josh Wolf. This is Ty Rivera, comedian, very funny man. Ty, how are you, man? I'm doing well. I'm a little. Uh, Tell me. When we were chatting a second ago, yeah. like my headphones fell off my head. Yeah. So now I'm a little bit traumatized, and I keep feeling like feeling <laughs> like they're gonna they're gonna be fine. Again. No, we we'll tuck them right in. We should have got you a little chin strap. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> That's what I need. We, <laughs> Thank you. If, if we had to put a chin strap on your headphones, that's not a good start to the podcast. Yeah. Like Aaron, is he close enough? Yeah. All right, good. Now, my, uh, uh, I went down a little. Did you turn me down a little? Is that what happened? Yeah. Okay, that's okay. I'm just making sure I'm not having a stroke. I, I've to, um, You know, like somebody, you know, there's like, somebody's like, if you can smell toast, you're having a stroke. And somebody told me once, if you start to lose your hearing, you're having a stroke. And I'm like, oh my fucking God, like how many signs? I don't I still don't even think I know what a stroke is. Well, you can have one and not know. That's the bad thing about a stroke. What do you mean you can have one and not know? Sometimes people have strokes and don't know. What do they think it is? Like they think they just had some numbness, you know, like because they say the left arm numbness yeah. is um, a sign of a stroke. And they think like, you know, oh, my arm has just felt funny. And you hear about that kind of a, quite a bit. The other day I was at an open mic and a girl asked me, she was like, do you smell toast? And I was like, yeah. And then she was like, OK, we can't both be having a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> Synchronized strokes. Yeah. And that would be. But I have to tell you, if I had numbness in my left arm, I'm not sure I would just assume it's nothing. Do you know what I mean? Any numbness anywhere in my body, I, I, I'm Jewish enough to where if I have numbness somewhere in my body, I'm like, this is not good for me. Yeah, I work out quite a bit, so sometimes I'll have like strange pain or like a little bit of tingling, and I don't, I, so I could see that happening right. to me where I didn't make a big deal of it, and then it turned out to be something. But numbness, just walking down the street, numbness. How long does the numbness last? Well, for a stroke? I don't think either of us know enough about strokes no. to really have I was gonna say, we don't, I know I know a lot about the band. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and I do experience a little bit of numbness when I uh, when I listen to them. Um, I actually, now I was telling you off the air, and people wanted me to uh, say this really quickly about what happened at LAX today. I almost beat the fuck out of some. You know, and I'm usually a very even-keeled even dude, but, you know, sometimes, and you travel a lot, too. Yeah. <sighs> There's sometimes after three or four weeks of traveling, and then when you have two or f- three bad flights in a row, and I, I, people walk around in the airport like pigeons. Do you know what I mean? Like they're not, they don't pay attention to anybody else. And so 
I almost, I almost, this dude out, I, out at the curbside, he was an asshole about space, and then he gave me a little bump with my bags, and I was going to let it go. And for those of you asking what made me snap, he said to me as I was getting to the car, basically he's under his breath, he said, I hope you have, have, you, hope you have fun waiting tables wherever you're working tonight. And I just got out of there. I, something fucking just snapped. And I grabbed him by the neck, and it was not pretty. But they're all good, everybody. I'm back. Shaka Khan brought me back to reality. <laughs> so where are you waiting tables tonight? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe I should. <laughs> we all should. We all should. Coffee's Were you on the road this weekend? It. This weekend I was not. This weekend I, I drove to Arizona, so I was on the road, but it was just because I chose to. Last minute I decided to go to the Trump rally. Right. Now we're going to get to that in a yeah. second. Uh, tell me a, a little bit about your... You grew up in Arizona. Yeah. You are... Not you are. What's your ethnic background? I'm Mexican American. You're Mexican Mexican American, and uh, you're gay. Okay. When did you Thanks come out? For outing. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say. When did you come <laughs> it's out? A big secret. Uh, I came out when I was 17. Oh, still at the house. Yeah. And we're uh, uh, with mom and dad. Yeah. And how did that? Just out of curiosity, how did that go? Well. Is it you think it's more difficult in the Latino community? Oh yeah. Is it? Yeah, I think well, it's getting easier for everybody now. Right. But um yeah, especially when I was I came out in ninety something. I can't remember. I think it was ninety three or yeah. ninety two possibly. I don't I'm bad with years. Um <laughs> subtraction, all of that, I'm bad with it. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> um yeah, so when I came out I was seventeen and uh I told my parents and my mom said I wasn't and my dad, um, in the great tradition of Mexican fathers, tried to shame me out of it or make me feel stupid about it. So I just would think that, okay, you're right. I'm not gay after all. So they both tried to convince you that you weren't gay? Yeah. How does one go about trying to convince somebody that they're not gay? Well, my dad, it was something that I was very used to from growing up. Like, if he didn't like something that I wanted to do, he would try to make me feel dumb about it. Uh -huh. And I don't have any feelings about that now. Like, me and my dad have a great relationship. Right. And he doesn't do that anymore, you know? But, it, like, when I was younger, it was just something he did, you know? And so when I, I had told my mom first, and she was like, no, you're not. And... uh then I was like, yes, I am. And it literally went to a, no, you're not, yes, I am. Type. Really? Yeah. And I was just like. It went to a, nuh-uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Nuh-uh, uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. And so then she was like, I was like, can you just tell dad? Because I didn't want to tell my dad right. myself. And so I, it was hard enough for me to tell her. And so I asked her if she could tell my dad. She told my dad. My dad asked me. Um, he came home the next night from work. And then was like, um, let's go talk. And he took me for a drive, and we went to the drive-thru liquor store up the street from my house. Uh -huh. He got a beer. He asked me what I wanted. I said a Zima. I think we should have just <laughs> left it alone right there. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was like, you know what? I was wrong. You definitely, you're right. Yeah, I think we should have just been like, there's nothing else to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So who, had you come out to anybody before that? Like, Did any of your friends know? My friends did not know, but I had already started going to an after hours um, at a gay club. Uh -huh. And so I had... When do you think you knew? Oh, I knew forever. I was trying to... Um, 
Like, the people talk about pray the gay away. Yeah. Like, I literally did try to pray the gay away myself, just an at-home program, you really? know, not a fit. Yeah. Just, so you grew up super Catholic? Um, Not super Catholic. My mom wasn't really, uh, she was raised really strict Catholic. Catholic. Uh-huh. And she said she would never do that to her kids, but we were raised Catholic for sure. And we had plenty of guilt. And yeah, so, and being Latino, you know what I mean? Yeah. I like, there was a while when I was younger where I thought that I was trans, even though I didn't know what trans was. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just yeah. thought that yeah. because the way I was raised um, was like, if you don't like, boys then or like girls then you must be a girl right you know so like in my head at a point when i was younger i was confused like well if i you know i like guys but i'm still a guy then maybe i was meant to be a girl right and so like that was my thinking wow yeah uh, up until what age I remember thinking that when i was in junior high wow you were young man yeah so you th- that's uh so you knew you were really in touch with who you were at a very young age. I knew I liked boys when I was five. I remember really liking my best friend. A little more than... A lot more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like he was he was a dirty boy. Yeah. So he would show me like, you know, he, yeah. would, he would like uh, expose himself to me and stuff like that. And I knew I liked that more than I was supposed to. That's so... After mom and dad, because and, uh, did you have a big family? Uh, well, you know, I have three sisters. So, and did your sisters say they knew or they didn't know? One of my sisters was fine with it, but she was like, you know, just she never said she knew or didn't know. She just didn't care. She right. was like, you know, she was a little too excited about it. Right. <laughs> she had a gay friend, and she yeah. was like, you know, oh, I don't care. Right. Right. <laughs> and then my other sister was not cool with it at all. When you say not cool. Like, there are obviously so many different degrees. She said, "Mom and Dad says you're say you're a faggot." Come <laughs> on. Yeah, that's exactly what. How she much said. was she older or younger? She was older, like three years older. And and has all this passed for your family? Is oh everybody, yeah, everybody's, everybody's cool great. now. Yeah, nobody. And extended family too. Extended family, we really didn't grow up with them too much, and we still don't have much of a relationship. The ones that know me yeah. are completely cool with it. And okay, so you and in high school, did people know? When you came out to your parents, did you come out in high school or did you wait until you left? Well, when I was younger, I was raised around my sister, so I was, um, you know, pretty effeminate. Yeah. And my dad was always working, you know, and um, my mom was, you know, stay-at-home mom, so I was always around women. So I was pretty effeminate when I was younger. And the thing that sucked was I taught myself how to blend in with the straight guys, yeah. but by the time I really taught myself to do it well enough, I was ready to come out. So it was all for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> when you say teach yourself how to blend in with the straight guys, what does that mean exactly? Well, um, I had girlfriends. I knew how to pretend to be as attractive uh... as I was supposed to be, and I did have like actual sexual sexual relationships with girls when I was younger. You you had sex with girls? Yeah. Can I, I can I ask a question that I've always wanted to ask? Mm-hmm. Okay, I I am straight. Yeah, I don't think that I could get hard for a dude, right? So my question is like, and I've heard people say that, uh, you know, guys that I know that were married, yeah, married, had kids, yeah, right. So and I and I had asked them how how do you have sex? How how do like do you almost have to psych yourself up? Kind of, but I'm also, I was a young Mexican boy, so oh, right. I could yeah. fuck anything. You know? <laughs> 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 Just, <laughs> it wasn't that hard. 
<laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. So what what age the first age th that you went out with a guy? In college, did you go to college? Um, no, I did not go to college. Okay, so you when you graduated high school, did you stay in Arizona? Or did you come straight out here? Well, see, I was from a town called Casa Grande, uh -huh. so I didn't even grow up in Phoenix. Uh, you know, I was born in Phoenix, raised in Casa Grande. Um, and what happened was the first time I messed around with a guy, uh, I he was like eighteen or nineteen, and I was fifteen. And uh, this guy had a reputation for, or like you know, people had talked about how um, guys would fall asleep at parties. You know how you'll be at a yeah. party and fall asleep. You know, um, and actually, never one of my moves to fall asleep. Well, you know, party. like uh, like when you're a kid yes. and you're yeah, drinking yeah, yeah. and yeah, you yeah. know you're all hanging out. Like not slumber party because slumber parties obviously are usually girls. But yeah. like you know, <laughs> you're just hanging out with a bunch of people yeah. at a friend's apartment, and you know what I mean. Like the end of the night comes and everybody's like, "All right, we crash out." You know what I yeah. mean, like that. And so he would fall asleep, or these guys would fall asleep next to him, and then he would jerk them off while they were asleep. And so I made it a point to fall asleep next strategic. to Strategic. You went strategic. Yeah. You took a strategic nap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You were like, where's he? Oh, I'm going to take a little nap over there. Yeah, and yeah. but like, you know, I was too young to make that decision really. Right. So I like was a little fucked in the, in the head for a while there. Even though you knew, even though you decided that you were going to take the nap there, it still kind of fucked with you a little bit? Yeah, because well, I wasn't ready for it. I wasn't ready for, like, you know, because, like, basically at that point, I was admitting to myself that I was gay once it happened. Right. You know what I mean? Which, like, until then, uh, I tried to lie to myself. I tried to be, like, because I really did try to pray it away. I really did. Every night I would pray to God that I would wake up straight or wake up because, you know, straight and gay weren't really terms right. in my, you know. Why, but why? Why? Like, why? Because you, it wasn't because... You wanted to be like everybody else or because you thought it was wrong or because you didn't want to disappoint you? Like, why do you think? Kind of all of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're raised to believe it's wrong. So, like, there's that going on. There's the fact that I didn't want to lose all of my friends and my family, which I right. thought would happen, you know? Um, there was also the fact that it just plain wasn't possible at that time. Like, growing up in Casa Grande, Arizona. Right. You know, Is that you a small, small town? It's not tiny, but it's small enough, and we have a big snowbird population. Right. So, really, what's, like, your world um, is pretty small. Yeah. And you feel like everybody knows everybody, you know? And uh, I guess there were probably, I think it was, like, Twenty to thirty thousand people there. Well, that's kind of small. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody, that's one of those towns where everybody, if you don't know that person, you know somebody who knows them. Exactly. Especially within your age range, and yes. you know what I mean. Like, yeah. so it it's it was like that, and so I didn't want to like you know, and I did want to just be normal when I was younger. Right. I think everybody wants to be normal when they're young, you know, yeah. and then. Well, you... nobody wants, nobody really wants to stick out when they're young because you see in high school and junior high and middle school. What happens to people who stick out? Yeah. They get fucking tortured. Yeah, well, we had a few, you know, I would say suspected gay people yeah. in town and in school, obviously. Um, and they just had such shitty lives, you know? And I um, was pretty popular and had a lot of friends. Yeah. So for me, it was just like, you know, I don't want to not live like this because... Yeah. So you uh, told your mom, 17, that's your senior year? Um, I had dropped out of school by then. Like, uh, like I went to um, high school in Casa Grande, Arizona, for one year, and then we moved. We moved to Phoenix, and I was going to a different school. And I, I didn't. I just was. I was tired of school in Casa Grande. Right. You know what I mean? I was partying with older kids, and you know, 
So what'd you do uh, between when when did you move out here? How old? Oh, I, by the time I moved out here, I was twenty seven. So what yeah, were you? What'd you do between seventeen and twenty seven? You hung out in Arizona. Were you doing stand up? No, I didn't start doing stand up until I moved out here. Well, right before I moved out, you here. you didn't start doing stand up till you were twenty six or twenty seven. Yeah, wow. twenty seven was when I started. And so, what were you doing before then? Um, I worked in an office in Arizona for a while, and I was doing data entry there. And then um, I lived in Vegas for four years, where you know. <laughs> yeah i can't do more than 36 hours in vegas i don't know how you did four years it was broken up oh was it yeah like i would i would have to go home a lot i just i mean know. i i cannot because if i'm there for more than 36 hours one i can't stay sober there and two i i'm a degenerate gambler See, I never gambled. What? Yeah, oh, even that's when good, I was younger. Then. And I, I moved there on a fake ID. I was like 20. Yeah. So I moved there with a fake ID. And I did drink a lot, but, you know, it was fun. It was when I was young. You know what I mean? When you're yeah. 20 and you're drinking a lot, you recover fast and you're not. Not now. Yeah, well, no, I don't even drink. I Rarely? Rarely. Yeah, like. Um, when did you stop? Did you stop for a reason or did you stop just because at a certain point it's just time to stop i work out a lot yep and and my body just doesn't like it the same way mine too man yeah it fucks up my entire next day yeah and for me it takes like two days actually for yeah. me to fully recover yeah yeah i agree with you like i i love weed because i can wake up the next day and be fine mm -hmm. but alcohol really fucks my entire world up the next day only because i'm not good at having two like if we're cracking a bottle we're fucking staying out. Well, that's where I am with it, too. Like, yeah. my friends are like, you know, don't you want to go out and just have a buzz? No, if I get drunk or start to drink, I want to get fucked up. Yeah. I don't want to. I've always know. said that when even my wife will be like, you're going to have a drink at dinner. I'm like, what's the point of having a drink? Mm -hmm. We're having a drink. I'm going to have an iced tea. Are we having 15 drinks? I'll have some booze. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I want shots and I want, yeah. you know, I mean, like, I do it once in a while still. I'm not opposed to it. It's just. Because of the recovery time, I, and I can't really enjoy it as much anymore. Because the whole time I'm drinking, I'm just thinking about what the next day is going to be like. <laughs> <laughs> now, listen, I will tell you. And I'm, I, by the way, everybody, I'm looking at my phone because Jacob, oh, is at the doctor, and he sent me a picture of his black toes. Um, black toes sounds like a great punk rock band, <laughs> doesn't it? <laughs> the black toes. The black toes. <laughs> um, he said even he because he had sent me a picture and they were black. You saw it. They were fucking yeah. gross. Um, but he just sent me a text that said we're good. Toes are surprisingly better. They're moving. And the blood flow's happening. All right. So it doesn't look like he's gonna get toes cut off. That's nice. Yeah, that's great. That's that's a really good thing. When he when he did the we were in the hospital. I don't know if I told him we were in the hospital. He's writhing in pain because his bones were sticking out of his toes. Mm-hmm. And he's writhing in pain. And I go, are you going to give this guy, are you going to give him some pain meds? And they go, yeah, we're going to give it to him now. So they hook him up. And um, right where they put the IV in, and it's, I go, what are you giving him? And they go, morphine. And I go, okay. And he goes, when's it going to work? When's it? And then the, the needle hit his vein. And he went, oh, that feels better. And I go, yeah, that's how quick that shit happens. But he started itching like 10 minutes later. He's like, what's this itching? I'm like, that's morphine. That's yeah. the fucking bad stuff. How old is he? He just turned 19. Okay. Just turned nine. I've got, I got some old kids, man. Yeah, I thought you were younger. Yeah, I have old kids, man. I got old fucking kids. Um, okay, let me get when you come here to do stand up. Let's pass through Arizona. Now, I remember seeing you uh, very early on and thinking, wow, you, first of all, 
wh- what I always loved about you on stage, not scared. Mm-hmm. Where where does that come from? The not scared. Like you, even when I was like, oh, when his material catches up to him not being scared, he's gonna be a fucking powerhouse. Which is where I understand you are now. Like you're even last time I saw you, I'm like, oh, he's killing people. Like so, you where did the because a lot of times material comes before the fearlessness. Mm-hmm. Your fearlessness came before you knew what you were gonna say. Where did that come from? Do you know? Because well, I had. St- Excuse me. I had stage fright when I first started, uh, but I I lost that quickly by yeah. going on as many going to as many open mics as I possibly could. Right. So that's um. So that made me like that. But like just not being scared in general came from like in my life that hasn't really been a choice for me. What do you mean? Like when I was younger, um, kids would try to bully me. You know, mm-hmm. like when I was younger and um. I, that too. I just didn't want to live like that. You know what I mean? So I just started hitting people. That's what I started doing. Yeah. You know, and, and so that made it so like, you know, I wasn't really scared of anything. Like I knew that I was always going to get a fair amount of shit. But just like, you know, the fact that I could defend myself was helpful. Well, that's kind of how I remember the first time I saw you on stage. Now that you put it that way, you did punch the audience in the mouth. Mm-hmm. That's kind of. That's kind of almost like your attitude when you're up there. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's, and it's, look, I don't, uh, th- this is obviously a stereotype, but there's not a lot of uh, gay comics that go up there with that type of fuck you attitude. Yeah, a lot of the gay comics, and this isn't to put anybody down, but just no, 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 what the, I've noticed. Yes. Um, a lot of the gay comics really want the audience to like them in a way where it's like, you know, almost like a an asking them is it okay if i say these things right. is it, you know what i mean and yeah. i i just don't i don't think people would respond to me and my material if i came at it with that attitude no i agree with you but uh, you know what else it wouldn't be honest well yeah you have to be you and that was that is why uh and i use joey diaz as the example of this i've seen joey perform a zillion times i've never seen anyone walk out offended because he's so You'd never walk out of there going, oh, he's trying to be somebody else. He's uniquely himself. Oh, yeah. Right? Well, yeah, there, that's that's what you can't... Like, I saw him just last night, and I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, there's no... Like, it's all... he He's definitely... There's nothing... No clean comedy about him. But he's so likable. He's the one of the most likable people on stage I think I've ever seen. Yeah, and he's not doing it to shock you. So I think people yeah. like that, you know, that's one of the things people respect is that he's not doing it to shock you. And what are you going to do? Tell this man not to be who he is. Yeah. Now, did anybody, when you first started, did anybody try to change that? And they were like, hey, man, you got to fucking reel that in. A oh, little yeah, bit. a lot. And did you ever go, oh, you're right, maybe I should? Did you ever? Because when you're a young comic, you assume, and I know I did, uh-huh. you assume. Excuse me. You assume that other people know what you're no more than you. I rem- you know, I I said this to myself when I was high in my hotel room last night, which is, man, I wish that I had trusted myself earlier. Mm-hmm. I would respectfully listen to people, and I would even. Agree. What was the biggest advice that you, the, they would give you? I remember a few people telling me not to say gay so much in my set, like to find different things to say. 
Right. Like, I remember somebody suggesting I say, like that, or, you know, and I ended up making a joke out of that, you know, because yeah. like, that's a very Mexican thing. Like, when, you know, instead of saying somebody's gay in your family, when I was growing up, you wouldn't say they were gay. You would say they were just like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people would be like, what's up with your uncle? And they'd be like, oh, he's just like that, you know? And you'd be like, oh, okay. And it was, like, accepted, you know, that he's not gay, he's just like that, you know? Like... <laughs> <laughs> that is a very passive aggressive way of <laughs> I'm still saying he's, he's gay. He's, he's like, yeah, he's, he's like that. Yeah. Uh, so people try to get you not to say it as much. Yeah. Why? Because they thought it was too jarring for the audience or, you know, like it, even though it was only what 13 years ago that I started. That's one of the things I try to tell people about all the time. Like even though I only started it was only 13 years ago and that would seem like not a long time. Right. Um a lot has changed. Like when I first came Socially, out. Socially, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. When I first came out, people used to say the word faggot on stage all the time. Yes. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't It was a thing at all. By the way. Yeah. I grew up saying, here's the thing, I grew up saying it and I, I, I can honestly tell you, I don't feel like I have a malicious bone in my body. And I, I didn't say faggot, I said the word faggoty because the alliteration of it, I said faggoty little pumpkin uh, pumpkin pails because mm -hmm. I was talking about a Halloween joke. Yeah, so I used to say that word, and then somebody came up to me after the show and was like, "You can't ever say that word." And I was like, "Why?" Because where I grew up, it, I, it, I didn't associate it with like. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I still um, feel that way. Do you? Yeah, I don't have a problem with people using the word faggot or fag. Do you? Do you feel like? It, and I, this is the way I feel like as a Jew, right? I feel like, and I don't mind Jewish jokes. I always look at the intent of the person who's saying it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's exactly what I do. And I was that's I was doing a bit last night where I mentioned that to people because uh, I do a bit where I talk, and it's a true story. This lady walked up to me after a show at a redneck club one mm -hmm. night, and she was like, I just want you to know my husband loved you, and he usually hates fags. And her husband was standing <laughs> right behind her, and he was like, I do hate fags. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. And the funny thing is, she's not thinking she's saying anything wrong. No, and neither is he. Right. And so, like in my head, I just kind of translate it for them. So I don't correct them openly, right. but in my head, I make the correction. I'm like, you know, you could look at it as he's, as she's saying, her husband usually hates fags, or I can look at it in my head as this woman is saying her husband has finally found one gay person that he's cool with. Right. You know what I mean? So that's the way I look at it, and that's the way I treat them. And I think it even does a little bit of of a disservice when you correct people when they're that early and trying to figure something new out. Yeah. You know, so I just let them. Well, you know, and do you find, and I find this, it, it's most of that ignorance comes from people who have just never been around either a Jew or a gay person. Yeah. It's a lot of it comes from that. But I do agree with you, man. Like, I think especially, you know, political correctness has gone so far, and I think it's starting to get reeled in a little bit. But, you know, when you put, when you're so politically correct and you put so much onus on one word, you're giving it, the people who are trying to make it go away are giving it more power. 
Yeah, and the other thing that's happening is people are, it's having the opposite effect of what it's supposed to do. Like, yeah. political correctness is supposed to make it so we're all equal. But instead, it's giving some people a little bit more power than they should have. Like, me, as a gay man, I would rather have people look at me as the person I am. If you think I'm cool, then you think I'm cool. If you, I don't think I should be able to just be an asshole because I'm gay. <laughs> right, and well, you shouldn't be you, able to be an asshole because you're gay. But that's happening a lot, where a lot of people are, like, because they don't want to seem politically incorrect, they'll put up with being people horrend being horrendous people, right. horrendous human beings because they're gay or trans. Or, you know, I was having that conversation last night with a group of girls, and it kind of got on my nerves because there's this this open micer that's a trans comic, yep. um, just a horrible human being. And, it, it, like, everybody around her knows it. <laughs> really? Yeah, this was the conversation we were having last night. It was about how horrible, and I'm the only person that's ever called this this person out. Yeah. And I completely disrespect her. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm <laughs> such a dick about the way I do it, because, you know, I'm gay, you're trans, and so we're kind of on an even, so I'll go after you. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, uh, but, like, one of the girls comes up to me last night, and she was like, I just want you to know a lot of women really do support what you do and what you say, especially when it comes to this particular person. The only thing is, um, right now on the scene we're on, because they're alt-scene girls, Yeah. on the scene we're on, if we say anything openly about it or even that we, that we support what you're saying, then we'll start to lose um, gigs and bookings. Is that true? It's 100% true. Because you're not allowed to dislike this person? Just be because they're trans. Yeah. And you know, by the way, you know what that kind of stuff does? It builds up more intolerance and hatred towards that person. Yeah. Right? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so it is having the opposite effect. It's making people actually dislike them more. You know, you know, and I, uh, when Caitlyn Jenner became Caitlyn Jenner, mm -hmm. and by the way, and I've said this a million times, super happy for her. If yeah. you lived 65 years and you want to be somebody else and you finally get a chance, Mm -hmm. Fucking good for you. I think that's what America is. Like, be yeah. who you want to be. But for an entire part of the population, in the super politically correct, not to allow, even as comics, not to allow us to have an opinion. Or not, forget an opinion, not to allow some of us to just be able to pause for a second and go, you know, that was a, an Olympic athlete I grew up with. I heard it described once as you have to let us, let some people mourn a loss. Yeah. Like, I... I Dude, I bought his weedy boxes. No, he's not here right now. Oh, <laughs> but I bought it. You know what I mean? So it, it, just because I right away, are, I'm not jumping up on a trampoline, but I'm still happy for her. But just because I just because I don't get a chance to go, huh, that's that's interesting. Yeah. Well, there was also the whole hero debate. You know what I mean? Like yeah. whether or not she was a hero. And where do you um, fall on that? Well, I think there's different levels of heroes, and I think that, you know, for the gay community or LGBT in general, I yeah. think she was a hero, and, uh, like, you know, but that, too, it was like when people didn't feel that way, because I had plenty of Facebook friends, because I posted, you know, that right. I thought she was a hero um, back as soon as she came out, and um, a few of my f Facebook friends questioned it, but, like, the way my Facebook works now well, it's been for a while. Like, most people are very respectful with me because they know I'm going to be respectful with them. Yes. So people will ask me a lot of the questions that they want to ask that they can't ask any other gay person or feel like they can't <laughs> yeah. ask, you know? Yeah. And so with one woman, I explained it to her. And then after I explained it to her, she was like, I really don't get it. And she told me the way she felt. And then I, like, explained it to her the way I felt it. And then she was like, oh, 
Well, I get that. She's mm-hmm. still not a hero to me, but I get how she would be to you and your community. By the way, that's the way conversations are supposed to work. I agree. You and I don't... I, I, look, at the end of the day, this is and, and I, this is a good transition into what w- w- something we want to talk about. At the end of the day, the, the, the political uh, uh, chaos that is happening right now um, is that people are not respecting other people's opinions and rights to want to vote or back whoever they want to back. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the thing. Like, I, I, had, I had sent it out on my Twitter about anybody. I'd love to have a Trump supporter on because, and by the way, I would wager a guess that you are not the typical Trump supporter. Not at all. <laughs> Except for when it comes to the uh, dropped out after the ninth grade part. That's where I fall right back into the demographic. (laughs) Oh, by the way, I have to tell you, so two guys, three guys get kicked out of my shows in Charlotte this weekend. All separate shows. Two of the three guys left the show unprovoked, and the last thing they screamed before they walked out was, Trump! One of the guys, one of the guys got arrested for peeing in public in the parking lot, and the other guy took off his shirt, hopped on a skateboard, and left. <laughs> it was so funny. Did you get numbers? Did you get <laughs> Those are my kind of guys, actually. <laughs> it was so funny. I was like, well, there you go. That's but um it's interesting. So you went to the rally this week. Yeah. And so I thought that was the first thing I wanted to ask you. Like you are, because I'm sh- not every Hispanic person's a big fan of Trump. No. What about the gay community? He hasn't come out and said anything terrible about the gay community, has he? No, he has not. There's a lot of people that assume that, you know, right. because he's Republican or, you know, for the Republican Party that right. he's going to repeal. I don't think he's a Republican. Neither do I. Yeah, see, and most, well, I shouldn't say, a lot of the people that are supporting him aren't Republican. I agree with that. A lot of those people are people, when I look at the rallies and I've talked to some guys, they're people who have just never voted before because there's never been anybody that they related to. That's exactly what I've noticed. And that seems like people who have just not voted, they've looked at the Republicans and the Democrats and been like, I don't fucking like any of these people. Which is part of why I support him. Really? Tell me, tell, before we get into it, tell me exactly, like, what is it about him that that drew you to? When you when the when the uh, 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 when the everybody announced first who was going to run, mm-hmm. were you like, oh, I'm fucking going for Trump, or did it take a while? Or? No, it took a while. Um, for a while, I was pretty uh, at the very beginning. I was pretty uninvested. Right. You know, I was just I was checking everybody out. You know, and, and kind of paying attention. Where have you voted before? In, in do you pick a party? I or voted just... for Obama in two thousand. No, I don't pick a party. Me neither. I pick who the person. Yeah, that's the way I f- I feel like for me that's better. And you voted for Obama. Yeah. Yep. Um, I, I because he was definitely at the time the best option for I sure. I was all about it. I yeah. did like, you know, and I also, um, which maybe this is a dumb way to look at things, but um, I really did like the way his speeches would make me feel something. By the way, that's a lot of what I hear about Trump, people who support Trump. They're like, you know what? When he talks, I feel something. Mm-hmm. Like, he's passionate. Yeah. That's an interesting... So, so tell me, so what was it about him when he first started that you, that kind of drew you to him? Trump? Yeah. Well, uh, one of the first things was when he did, like, 
Because so many people were offended when he said the thing about immigration. Yes. Um, and really, as a person who, like right now, the neighborhood I live in, heavy, heavily populated by immigrants, Latino immigrants. Here in this town? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, and then um, when I moved from Casa Grande to, because Casa Grande at the time was a predominantly white town. That's changed right. a, a lot now. But like, you know, when I was growing up there, it was predominantly white. Um but then when I moved to Phoenix, um, we lived in a really very Mexican area, mm-hmm. or Latino, you know. And um, I appreciate you giving the accent when you say Latino. I just you know. <laughs> no, I, I appreciate you. I appreciate you, you know. <laughs> people make fun of me if I do. They make fun of me if I don't. Either way, this is why I'm voting for Trump. All right. I don't want anybody policing my speech anymore. I'm completely kidding. <laughs> I, of course, all right, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. No. Um. So, like, growing up, like I've seen a lot of like what he's talking about. Right. You know, and I think a lot of us that are grown up... um, It's a different perspective, right? Yeah. It's a different perspective. You know, as... Look, I may not agree with Sheriff Joe's, all of his tactics, but I've gone back and read, you know, things that happened in Arizona and New Mexico and Texas, um, not as much in the southern point of California for whatever reason, Mm -hmm. but in, in Arizona, New Mexico, and Texas... Those border towns are rough. Yeah. And and it's the wild, wild west. Yeah. It's really, really rough. It was it gave me because you know what? I will tell you what Trump has done for me more than this year than any other year. It's made me do my research. That's a part of why I support him. That is a part of why I support it. See, because, uh, you know, we don't even know who are going to be our options right. as far as voting right now. You know, I mean, like we have an idea, mm-hmm. but we don't know. Um, so like, I like that he's making people actually pay attention, whatever side they're on. Yep. They're actually doing their research. They're actually learning a, a bit more about not only the candidates, but the process and the parties, you know? And I think that that's good. I think that's good. I would, my one thing is, is I would say there are a bunch of Trump supporters who are headline there. They see a headline and it, mm-hmm. because I don't think we can disagree. Like, here have been my problems with him. And I will tell you this. I think he's a genius uh, marketer. Yeah. I think he's the master manipulator. If you read Art of the Deal, everything he did, coming out hard and throwing punches and saying ridiculous things, threatening to walk away from the party, that's all in Art of the Deal. Mm-hmm. That's all. That's That's basically him closing a business deal and then when he gets close to closing it which is what he is now he he tones down the rhetoric mm-hmm. so everything he's doing if you read out of the deal that it's like he's doing that i think my and we talked about it a little bit on twitter and then we i was like let's wait let's wait say yeah my big thing is like if you and i went out and there were people at a bar and we started yelling at each other and words were flying we got in a fight and I was like, we were like, we walked out of there bloody. I'd be like, fuck yeah, right? But we're not running for president. Mm-hmm. My thing is that like, I, I I want the people running for the highest office in the land to hold themselves to a higher standard than you or I. And and that's where you and I differ just a little yeah. bit, right? Why why do you feel like that isn't like you don't think he should be held to a higher standard than the rest of us as as someone who's running for president? 
Do you know what I'm asking? Yeah, I I know what you're asking. It's just for me, like I've watched, because um, even when politicians get dirty, yeah, they don't really get dirty, right? You know, and sometimes you're watching things and you're like, this person is full of shit. Yes. Why doesn't anybody just tell them you're full of shit in so many words? Right. And that's kind of what he does. You know what I mean? Like I don't know who you like. Um, I, I listen. I, I, out of the Republicans, if John Kasich won, which he wouldn't, if he, I, I like John Kasich. Mm-hmm. I, he's a little, he's he's a secret. He's not keeping the anti-gay secret very well. Mm-hmm. That's my one. Like, I vote. You know, people always said, "Do you vote for your money? Or do you vote for people?" I vote for people over my money. Yeah. So I, I at the end of the day, like, whatever two candidates are there, I'm gonna vote for the the person that I feel like has the best interest of people in mind Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean yeah and 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 for me i i think and this is my opinion i think trump has what's best for trump in mind because that's how he's a, a, a billionaire he's a business mogul he's always had to do that and i it scares me i don't know how you just downshift after 70 years and go like that i'm not gonna think like that anymore I think if he could go down in history as being one of the best American presidents. Why? Why do you uh, think that? I think if he could, oh, yeah. I think that would be more to his benefit than money. And so that's why I think he would eventually, or he would make a good president. Tell me tell me what it is about him that you think, because you don't think the presidential thing is as important. Or do you think that if he hit office, he would tone it down? I think he would tone it down, but at the same time, I think, um, like, you know, all right, I don't know how you feel about Hillary Clinton, but I, I will tell you how I feel about Hillary Clinton. I think Hillary Clinton, out of everybody there, uh, I think Hillary Clinton is the biggest politician. I think if you're, I, I know that a lot of people think Hillary's lied for many years, mm-hmm. um, but if you're picking people who aren't lying, it's Sanders and Kasich. You know, if you go fact check Cruz, Clinton, and Trump, they all lie. No. They, they all lie. Yeah. What is what's the problem that you have with Hillary? Super dishonest and yeah, like just um, the whole Whitewater thing and yeah. uh, then Benghazi, the emails and the fact that you can't get a straight answer from from her. The fact that you know um, they've the government has spent so much money investigating her and her husband at different points. It's yeah. like should we have to put that much money into just getting the truth out of these people? And and is is that person that's that? They're just a huge waste of money. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's that's something that's happened. You know what I mean? And not all of it has just been like a witch hunt. It's like right. sometimes it's legit. Where it's like, yeah. I don't think there's any doubt. She's a she's a career politician. I also think to her benefit, if you look at even before like a young Hillary Clinton, she, one thing I do believe is even a young Hillary Clinton before there was Facebook and Twitter and everyone was on social media knew what you were doing, she was working for the people who she thought were in need. Do you know what I mean? So even young Hillary Clinton was working for the uh, you know poor black community and working for women and you know what I mean? So uh, that's the thing. Like I get what you're saying and I know she has been caught in a lot of lies and yeah. I think she's a career politician. I think she should go into non-profit. I th- <laughs> but I, th- I think she's her track record... <laughs> <laughs> her track record has been such and same with Bernie Sanders. You look at track record. Dude has been on the front line of the civil rights forever. Now, he may be a little far left for me, but um 
again, I feel we're voting for people. Like to me, that's the thing. Like, and, and, and my other thing with Trump is this: like, if I knew there was a score of racists, racists supporting me, mm-hmm. I would say, hey, I don't want your fucking votes. I don't want your votes. I don't want you following me. I don't want you making misconstruing the idea that I think like you do. That is a huge. It's a huge problem with him because I go back to him being a businessman. And as a businessman, smart to keep those guys. You need the votes. Yeah. As a person, as a human, I think it's the same thing with the violence at his rallies. I totally get what he's doing. He's smart. He's keeping those people on his side. But what I would like to hear him say is, hey, listen, I really strongly, not, not the way he's done it. I disavow, I disavow. But just come out and go, hey, now. I don't want any violence here. I will say this. I think the people who protest, I don't think there should be protests in his in his rallies. I, I think that's, look, if somebody did it to Bernie Sanders, people would be going crazy. Mm-hmm. They'd be those fucking Trump supporters, right? So I, I, if you want to if you want to uh, uh, pick at him, I think do it outside of his rally. But I think you got to be respectful and let the people who want to hear him hear him yeah well the protesters are very disrespectful i was gonna ask you how did that happen did you did you see any protesters when you were there yeah they well they start yelling at the the people that are in line trying to go in and the other thing that uh, in a provoking way well yeah of course uh you know because like the thing is um they the other thing you have to remember like okay take the one that i went to for example yeah. uh, i got there um 7 30 a.m they don't really start they were supposed to start letting us in at eight and it doesn't end up happening till like closer to nine you know it's arizona so it starts getting kind of hot kind of fast you know you're out in the sun it's annoying your nerves are already you know what i mean yeah, you're yeah, already yeah. not in the mood for anybody's yeah. shit <laughs> <laughs> basically yeah. yeah and then you have people start like yelling at you a bit while you're in line you know they're they're standing there with their signs and you know telling you trump's a racist and whatever but like also i'm i, I gotta say i'm tired of people everything's either racist homophobic transphobic everything's something now and it right. just like for some of us it's like okay if that's what you're gonna call me then that's what i am i don't care you know what i mean like and and i've i've hung out with a lot of people um that were considered racist um, you know, like, uh, I dated a guy that was a right wing racial separatist. Yeah. And you did mm-hmm. for how long? Um, that only lasted like two months because he was a huge drunk. Um, but not because he was a racial separatist. No, because like <laughs> when you talk to these people, like right. obviously how much of a racial separatist separatist can you be when we're fucking right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I was really with him. We were together. Um, you know, at and did his you house meet his friends, family, night. or anything? Yeah, the first time I went to his house, I was super scared. Um, because I mean, like, I met him under shady circumstances. Wait, did his friends know he was gay? Yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah, okay. So, when you go to these rallies, mm-hmm. and my theory is also, by the way, that the, the protesters are almost galvanizing. Trump supporters together it makes them more uh even even more like they they get behind Trump even more. Yeah, well, here's I posted something on Facebook the other day uh, a couple weeks back and people were too dumb to get it. Um and I don't usually think I'm smarter than people. I'm not that guy. But like this one I thought people were too dumb to get. 
Because sometimes I think the smartest way to to do something is to actually be able to wrap your head around like what other people are seeing rather than just what your own thought is. Mm-hmm. You know, and with a lot of people, it's like because I kind of explained that because of a lot of the tactics that people are using, they're almost making it so Trump's an underdog. Yes, that's you know, true. And I said this, and a bunch of people chimed in, well, I could never see him as an, as an underdog. It's not about what you're seeing. Yep. It's about what the people who support him are seeing. They're seeing him as a victim. They're beginning to see yep. him as being bullied. And yep. so that's something that you guys are, or they're making happen. You know what I mean? When I say you guys, I mean the people yeah. that are arguing with me. It's like, you know, and you're not seeing that. So you're continuing to do that, which, like, America loves an underdog. I agree with that. That's a really good point. They are... It's almost turning him into the victim. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let me tell you, let me ask you why you think, and by the way, 323-282-7424 if you want to call in. I'll definitely take some phone calls, 323-282-7424. Why do you think he would make a good president? What do you think? Are there certain policies that you like? Are, are, are um, is, there, is there one or two policies? Because look, not everybody loves everything that every candidate is there. Some- oh yeah, no. Okay, so not. so it, what are the one or two things that you really gravitate towards? Well, when it comes to Second Amendment, one of the things that I like is that he actually addresses um, mental health, mental health, and how we need to expand mental health programs in right. this country, which I a hundred percent agree with. I mean, like you know, and I'm I'm from Arizona, and we're kind of gun people there. Yes, you know, so um, it's a very right wing state. Yes, uh, the way it votes. Way votes, yeah. Yeah, but like when you get there, like a lot of people have this idea that it's really uptight and whatever. I come from there, and right. they love me there. Like right. when I perform there, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's Nobody's caught up on me being gay, even the most, you know what I mean? Right. Like you can take the most conservative Arizona, and, and most of them just love me, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so so are, do you, do you, so is it, it's the, it's his Second Amendment, his stance on Second Amendment, you agree with um, the immigration stuff? Yeah, I do agree with the immigration the stuff. The getting people, the, the rounding people up, or the building of the wall? The building of the wall, I do agree with. Um, the, the see, because the rounding up, like if you let's take a, let's take a phone call. Okay. Hey, uh, what's happening? You're on with Josh and Ty. What's your name? Where you're calling from? Hi, my name is Renee. I'm calling from New Jersey. Hey, Renee, can you turn us down in the background? Sure. Thank you, Renee. Did you have a question for either Ty or I? Um, I have a question for Ty. I have a question because um, I saw today that. Um, there was a black guy. I don't know. There's another way to say it. <laughs> he <was black. laughs> if he was a black guy, that's the way to say it. Yeah. <laughs> An African American gentleman, please. <laughs> yeah. Or, or okay. blackish, um, right. somewhat. Okay. And he he had um, assaulted one of the uh, Trump protesters. I saw that. Similar to what occurred uh, the week before. And I wanted to know when um, um, Ty was at the, the rally, does he see or did he see a lot of violence? That's as a good question. Media, um, projecting it. Did you see any violence there? There was one fight that happened towards the end, and it was very quickly and quietly handled. And like everybody that was handled around, by police, um, by the security, security, and yeah, but it like it. Because I was standing pretty close to where it happened, mm-hmm. and uh, but I didn't get to see what happened. Just you know, when all of a sudden people start shoving, and you're yeah. like, "Oh, something must be happening," you know. And then you see one guy with his shirt ripped, and the other guy. One of them was um, a a protester, 
but like he I I think what happened was he came in and tried to blend with everybody and then he's tried to start something right. towards the end you know which um I, but it didn't turn into a big deal at all you, you know I have to tell you I, I go back and forth on this one I think Trump uh and like I said before I would have loved to have him come out right up front because he said some inflammatory stuff early on mm-hmm. about the violence I would I wish I could hit him or anybody that lost mm-hmm. that's inflammatory shit but I wish so I wish he had come out and just been like hey this is not happening here because I will tell you something. One thing about Trump's followers, they're like Oprah's followers. They fucking listen to what he says. Yeah. So if he said, this is not happening here, we're going to be better. At the same time, if you walk into a hornet's nest and you shake it, this is what I'm saying about the protesters. I go back and forth on it. Like if you walk into the hornet's nest and you want to rattle the hornet's nest, you might get stung by a fucking hornet. Yeah. You know, and I'm not condoning it, and and I and that's why, like I said, I wish Trump would stop it, but it's not like, I don't know why people are continually surprised that it's happening. Yeah, well, that's the thing, and like, you know, Arizona, we're that kind of state. Yeah. You know, there's just like, you know, people fight there still quite yeah. a bit, you know? I mean, like, it's not, and it's like, you know, I've gotten to an age where I don't want to be fighting people anymore. Yeah, me That's neither, just, unless I'm at the airport. Yeah, and then <laughs> get in your space. but all of us <laughs> at yeah. the airport, yeah. you know. But yeah, but like, so I agree with you. I don't, I don't condone it, but at the same time, I do feel that way. Like, especially because what happened, what I was told, because my friend Calvin was standing a little bit closer, and he said what happened was um, the the guy, the assumed protester. Um, push the other guy in the back, which I would imagine the guy was trying to push his way to the front of right. the crowd, which the way that crowd got packed and stuff, it doesn't matter who you are, Trump supporter or not, if you try to push your way to the front of it, it's over. Yeah, something's going to happen. Yeah, you know, I, and I go, and I don't know where, where you stand on that, Renee, but for me, like, oh, Renee's gone. Okay, so for me, like, I I just go back and forth. Like, I, I wish the, I want the protesters there exercising their First Amendment right. Mm-hmm outside of his rally as much as i don't agree with trump he still has the right to to run his rally and look the i don't want and this is the other thing i don't want our political process to turn into a circus so it 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 could very well start happening at everybody's rallies and now what yeah well they in arizona that the one i was at they blocked off the street I saw the that. protesters See, blocked off the street. I, I mean, for me, like, look, protest. Get outside of there. Protest. So everybody mm-hmm. walking in can see you protesting and see how unhappy you are. When the news people are there, they can see you. But to me, it shines, obviously, a terrible light on our political process. As a country, it's embarrassing. I'm fucking embarrassed. When mm-hmm. people, look, the world is watching. The world is watching. And it's not getting better. Like, so protest, use your First Amendment rights, but I agree with you also. When you go in there, you're making Trump a sympathetic character. Yeah, and and but see, the thing is, I think um, people forget, like, just because you don't like what somebody says doesn't necessarily make it hate speech. I agree. And, you know, th- like, if he said, when it came to the immigration thing, if he had said that, you know, he didn't think Mexicans were capable of being anything but racist or rapist right. uh, you know the drug dealers that that whole thing if he had said that then i would have thought that was racist but saying that you know that's what's coming over a lot maybe not for the entire country but like in like you mentioned earlier with arizona and texas 
Like, that is what we get a lot of. Well, well, those border towns are rough. They are for sure rough. Yeah, Phoenix, we were getting a lot of that. And Joe Arpaio, even though some people don't like him or his tactics, and I admit, I think Joe Arpaio as a person is an asshole. Yes. But the way he does things does make it so that there's not that much crime. Yeah, he in uh, that area. tent city is pretty. I've been to the tent city. Will you explain to everybody what tent city is? A tent city is um, <laughs> these hot ass army tents. There's no air conditioning. You're just out in the Arizona. And why sun. are you there? Uh, I got mine for a DUI. So when people here's for you guys that don't know, when someone gets pulled over, you get a DUI. Joe puts you in tent city. Doesn't put you in jail. Mm-hmm. Now you have a pat. You get to leave to go to work during the day. And then you come back and you go to sleep in that tent. And what do you have to wear? I was there for two solid days. Oh, you were there? And don't, yeah. don't you have to wear a special uniform? They have the pink, uh, pink underwear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, like a shame camp. And then they also <laughs> will put people in the black and white, like yeah. old school, yeah. like you're. They also do chain gangs in Arizona yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. But you know, all of it is very effective in making you not want to go back to jail. Which is what jail is supposed to be. Jail is not supposed to be comfortable. So even though, you know, like I get it with people, but like, you know, it's not any more inhumane than some of the conditions that, you know, some people are living in in Arizona anyway. What's the biggest thing? And I will tell you, here's what I honestly think about Trump. Um, I think he's a master businessman. I think when you talk to black folks who have known him forever, to a person, none of them say he's racist. Mm -hmm. I think he, early on, especially after the Mexican, the rapist Mexican comment. Yeah. He was like, oh, I'm getting, this is a, these are people crawling out of the shadows who have never voted for anybody before. Oh, I'm going to have a little bit of people who are going to get behind me. Now, so I think he's played that up masterfully. I think, I think it's terrible way. I think because I honestly, look, I don't think he's that guy. I don't think he's a great guy. I think if you, I don't know if he's racist, but if, when you hear interviews with like buildings of his that have closed down or businesses, it's the little guy who gets fucked. But I take that, I go that back to him being a businessman. And a lot of times the little guy gets fucked in business. I'm not condoning it. I get it. I just don't, here's a couple things. I, to me, like I said, it speaks to him as a person. If I had a bunch of racist people getting behind me and supporting me, I would right away be like, oh, I don't fucking like these people. I don't like him, so I would prefer you didn't vote for me. I get, understand why he's why he's not, but to me that says a lot about a person. Like, I would not, I would be like, I fucking, I don't want you people here. Do you know what I mean? I think um, that, that's a tricky one because like I've met so many people in my life that are racist, homophobic, right. all that stuff, and really, it does come from a lot of cases a place of true ignorance right. like they don't know anything about these people and they assume that what they've been told is is real you know yeah um like i do a joke on stage where i mention like you know with the, where what i was talking about earlier with the um the wife that said um my husband yeah. loved you that one um i i mention at that in that joke sometimes that like you know I understand some people were just raised talking a certain way, and I also understand some people get nervous when they're standing next to the devil. And that's the way some people see it, (laughs) you know what I mean? And so I get that, you know, some people just need a bit more exposure and a bit more understanding, and I think the same way that we're understanding of um, gay and trans people right now, 
we also, as ridiculous as this sounds, need to be understanding of the people that are racist as well and try to open them up and let them see what's actually. I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, you know, because somehow we've got to figure out how to how to bridge that some, gap. Yeah, yes. I mean, like, and, and and treating them like they completely don't matter is only going to make them angrier. I had never thought of that before. Um, I had never thought about that because so treating them like they are less than zero makes them angrier at the people they're already angry at. I don't think I had thought of that before, Ty. And if it weren't possible, I wouldn't have a career. Right. And that's true. You know what I mean? Like, I've worked in really, in places nobody expects me to work. You know, like, when I was working with Joe Coy for that year and a half, that was like a vacation for me, you know, because I was working regular cities and stuff. But, like, the places that I usually work, it's places where everybody is supposed to hate me. Okay. Let me ask you another thing. Here's another thing that I, I, he's inherently to me a bully because at the at the at the base of a bully is a bully is i like you if you like me if you don't like me i'm gonna fucking tear you down Mm -hmm. i don't particularly like the way he's gone after megan kelly especially recently like it's over and he's still i don't want my president if i took trump's name off of his Twitter page, I could be, I'd be like, this could be an 11th grade boy. I have no idea. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, the fucking spelling is terrible. And he's, I mean, he's talking about weird shit. I'm like, this is right. I don't like how he's got, because at the end of the day, you know, when her for that first debate, when she asked questions about things he said about women, those are legitimate questions. But see, when it comes to things he said about women, see, that's where I also get him. Because when it comes to things he said about women, he's like, I said that about Rosie O'Donnell. Right. And so when I'm, because I've said things that are hateful to trans people. Right. I'm not transphobic. I don't feel that about all trans people. Right. But it's like, for me, I kind of go into that mode when I argue with people. Like my point, my, my mission when we really argue or if you try to insult me is to destroy you. I want to but make you're not feel running like for nothing. president, buddy. But see, that's where neither was he at the time. He, he and Rosie O'Donnell were got into it years ago. Okay, you know. So and like everybody's done. He's gone after Megyn Kelly a little bit. The bleeding out of wherever with Hillary Clinton. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, but and, and Megyn, by the way, Megyn Kelly. And I'm not. A, I don't watch Fox News. Mm-hmm. But I've watched because of I've had to do my research. She's. A pretty fair and balanced person, especially for that network, and does a good job. Like, she's not unprofessional. She was asking legitimate questions, but, but, and so he can say he gets mad that time, but he hasn't let it go. And the, to me, that's the true sign of the bully. He still sees her standing, and he's fucking not okay with that because she still is not kowtowing, right? Do you, are there some people who don't like you that you like? Do you know what I mean? Like, I know there's some comics that, that don't particularly like me. But just because they don't like me doesn't mean I don't like or respect them, right? It doesn't, your feeling about me doesn't cloud my feeling about you, right? That That's, do you know what I'm saying? Well, I have people I don't like, but I respect. Okay, let's say that, okay. Would you, because that, when we go back to, at that, with Trump, for me, if somebody disagrees with him, his respect level for them is gone. And to me, that is, that scares me also as president, because... There's going to be a lot of people who disagree, not just in this country, all over the world, all over the world. There are going to be people who don't agree with you. And if China doesn't agree with you, you can't be like, 
I mean, whatever you're going to say. But I think if you consider somebody to already be like, here's here's the way I would I would put it. Um, I think it's almost like with Megyn Kelly. It's like an open micer talking shit to an actual comic. Yeah, but if you're let me just say this, because Megyn Kelly's funny. But let me tell you, let's let me take your analogy. If you're Trump and you're an insult comic, you're going to get hecklers. So why are you upset about the hecklers? You're the insult comic. Do you know what I mean? And that's that's so if you're going to say that, then the protesters should be in there because if you're an insult comic, you're going to get heckled. But when you're when one person has one agenda that they're trying to push, uh-huh. then that will get annoying sometimes because it's like, you oh, think she I was know pushing what agenda. you're Yeah, well, I think the I think a lot of women right now are trying to push the feminist agenda or not a lot of women. Um, cause really across the country, a lot of women don't care about feminism. It's, there's a small group that's trying to make it kind of a deal. You think so? Well, it's trying to make it the, the new school version of feminism. Most women want to get laid. Most women want to, want to live like regular people. Most yeah. women don't want to be blogging about this shit that a lot of people are talking about. When you say new school feminism, explain explain uh, that level, what you're talking about. Like the new school, I care about every little thing, like. Uh, cat calls used to be an actual thing like you know like offensive cat calls I get it but like you know if you pay attention to a lot of the new school feminist um, feminist um, yeah. they'll complain about a man saying hi to them and it's like he just said hi you can't right. handle I mean like I come from a small town we all say hi to each other <laughs> right. we're not trying right. to fuck you it's right. not about you're a woman it's we all say hi so now that suddenly that counts as a cat call you know in some cases like you know there it's it's where there's just every little thing like gendering a person referring to a person as ma'am or miss instead of just talking to her like well a lot of us that's that's treating you with respect that's yes. what that is so now you're making that a big deal i mean like you know it can't always be okay so so we'll differ on the megan kelly thing although i think he has tried to bully her and i, I think he's gone over the line with her and, and i think he's just trying to make it so she's a complete non-issue right but he's doing it in a bullying way. And you and I disagree on that being okay. Yeah, that's the way you make a person a non-issue, in my opinion. Okay, but... You just completely destroy them. Right, but... And then we go back to... And this is the one thing that I think that you and I completely disagree on is if you're running for president. You and I, I would have no problem if that's how you handled it. But when it get, comes to president, right? So, because the you idea... Know what we I live in a democracy. Mind, but you know what I don't mind admitting at all? Huh. I think you're a nicer person than I am. <laughs> And I don't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't mind admitting that. You know what I mean? So. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, is there anything about him where you're like, I wish that was a little bit different? I, I'm very open about and was at the time. Um, it shook me for a minute about the David Duke thing. Yeah. When he didn't right away come out and disavow that. Like, that's where I did do agree with, like, what you said. But with me, I don't think it's, like, all of the people that are grouped as racist. I just think, like, when it came to David Duke, um, I think he should have come right out. And, and I also didn't like that he even denied knowing who David Duke right. was at a point. Because if you're from a certain generation and up, the name David Duke does mean something. Yeah, and, and okay, and that goes back to, like, they all lie. Mm-hmm. They all fucking lie. Okay. But that really disappointed me. Like, I really was. But I think it's because in his business mind, he's holding on to every vote he can hold on oh, to. Oh, yeah. And I know that's what it was about. Yeah. But, you know, I just, I didn't. That, I, I, didn't I, like I couldn't it. agree with you more. Uh, okay. So, 
if okay so for you it's second amendment immigration and you like his kind of bravado yeah and he also does um i will tell you like i think i and i've read up a lot about his uh the 35 percent like his economic plans aren't that great surprisingly mm-hmm. that is the big part that surprised me aaron are you shaking your head have you read about him it's the our internet speed slowing down so we're losing live feed but i'm still recording okay all right good um but that's the thing um his his economic plan has been like and you know i i understand like i just want everyone to know like we can either bring factories back here and prices will go up on everything or we keep them overseas and the prices stay low. Like it's it's not going to be. There's no in between. Like, mm-hmm. and so I I think it'll be a rude awakening if every factory comes back. And I'd be fucking psyched if everybody had a job. Awesome. But then, the people who aren't getting jobs at factories. And by the way, I I do want everybody to remember also. It's not just China and Mexico taking our jobs. It's technology. So even if the factories come back. They're not hiring as many people. Machines can do... There's an entire restaurant in San Francisco with no wait staff and no um, uh, hostesses and no cashiers. Like, like so technology's taking jobs anyways. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm really like... I'd be interested to see how that would really work if, every, if, all, if all the jobs came back because prices would skyrocket. Yes, Aaron? Wouldn't they like... Because we'd be making everything here, and every, we have to pay the workers more, and everything's more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know the answer. I'm not smart enough to know that answer. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm. I, here's my way of thinking: is this is what I've been asking people who have been so upset. And and one thing I will say about Sanders and Trump is they've fucking they've stirred people up. Yeah. My question is, and this is why I would possibly vote for Hillary. My, I look at my life in the last eight years. Has it been pretty good? Yeah, it's been pretty good. Who's going to keep the country closest to that? Right? That's sometimes how I vote. Like, who's going to keep the country closest to where we're at right now? Which, for me, the last eight years has been pretty good. Now, I pay more taxes because uh, it's because, uh, you know, Obama has put higher taxes on our bracket. But I still, like, I'm like, oh, this is this is pretty decent. That's why, like, a lot of people I've asked about who they're voting for. I'm like, has the last eight years been that bad for you? I'm like, and they're like, no. I'm like, okay, so then what? why do you hate Obama so much? Well, because uh, because what? Like, last eight years hasn't been... Yeah, I don't hate Obama yeah. at all. I mean, like, I, I actually like Obama. Um, but, like, the thing is, uh, like, my thinking is just different in the way that I thought Obama was right for the country. Yeah. And, and, you know, I don't think that was a bad choice at all. Um, you know, like, of course, you're always going to not be happy with certain things. But like overall, I, I liked Obama. Um, I just think now we need something a little bit different and somebody a little bit stronger, you know, and does I it do. bother you that he's orange? Well, uh, <laughs> does it bother you that he and Hulk Hogan 
kind of are the same color. You know what bothered me was he was that orange in real life. Uh, yes, you know he what I mean. Is, like I yeah. thought it was the TV giving you no, a bad read. No. Like I when I because we were pretty close to the podium. You know what I mean. I was like, he really is orange. <laughs> like orange. <laughs> like yeah, that that really isn't the TV playing tricks or yeah. You know. And you would think he's wealthy enough to get a better spray tan. Oh well, any of us could get a better spray I, tan. That, you know, that, I could, that's so stunning to I me. I could find a better one in a bottle. His wife has a better spray tan. Well, yeah. But you know, but his I, his see, that's one thing I'm not. Uh, you don't having. like she's hot. no. I love her, and I I think it's so stupid when people try to bring up like they try to bring her up as like she's something bad, and it's like you know. I mean, she's, she's great. Lady, she's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, she's, whatever. Yeah, she's not. So it doesn't does it bother? It doesn't bother you that he's orange. Well, you know, it bothers <laughs> me when anybody's orange. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, orange. And listen, you know, and by the way, if if this is the um. You know, Obama mm -hmm. gave us a little hip and youth and yeah. This group is just like, a, just like a bunch of fucking. And Ted Ted Cruz isn't that old, but he looks like a muppet. Yeah, Ted Cruz. I'm not a fan at all. Um, Bernie Sanders. Um, you know, the thing I don't like about him is he's just not strong enough for me. How do you? Because he's very strong in his his conviction. Like he's very strong. He, if you look at he, he, yeah, Bernie Sanders, if you yell at him loud enough, will change his opinion. I, like Black Lives Matter has really pushed him around a lot, and that's I, what I don't like. I will tell you, if you look at his history, it, Black Lives Matter hasn't pushed him around. He has always been squarely behind, even though that movement has had different names in his lifetime. He's been Team Black Lives Matter. For a long time. Yeah, then that's something I'm not on board <laughs> with. At why? All. Tell me why. Um, with Black Lives Matter specifically. Yeah. Um, I don't like that. Um, you can't talk common sense to them without being called a racist. That's interesting. Why do you say that? Because I've tried to talk common sense Tell to me, them like, and been called a racist. Yeah, I know. But, <laughs> <laughs> but like, give me an uh, example of comment, like a conversation like that. Like every once in a while, like, uh, you know, I think something needs to be done about police brutality and the mm -hmm. way um, police treat people of color. I do see that. You know, it's not something that I'm blind to on any level. Um, but... Sometimes people do stupid things like don't give up their ID or don't do very basic things that make it so that you're two stupid people involved in a stupid situation. And, you know, as the person that doesn't have the gun, you should try to de-escalate that. Okay, let me ask you a question. And I understand what you're saying. I would go back to my Trump argument, the mm -hmm. presidential argument. My... If it was two guys on a street and one guy had a gun and it wasn't a police officer, I would be like, yeah, dude, you do what he says. I hold the police officers. Now, listen, I I think not enough. It's not, an, it's not shown enough. I plan enough. for the world I live in, not the world I want to live in. Right. I, and I will tell you this. I think that that the good, the things, the good things the police officers do are not televised enough mm -hmm. because we've really poisoned a generation of people into thinking that all police are bad which i think is fucking terrible mm -hmm. to the fabric of society mm -hmm. there are good police officers out there everywhere my son included okay so i am team blue 100 percent. at the same time i also because i know how good my son is and i know how good the police officers that i know are 
I hold them to a little bit of a higher standard. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? So I would say, I agree with you, give the fucking ID. But even if they don't, I hold the police officers to a little bit of a higher standard to be like, I need you to be better than me. I need you to be better than me. And I know that may not yeah, be fair. But, that but, may not be fair. But it's not a smart way, like, like, it's not a smart way to do things ever when you only look at one side. You know, the problem with Black Lives Matter is, like, if, if we're really going to fix a problem, then it's got to be like, okay, let's be honest about what happened in this situation. Here's where the police fucked up. Here's where the citizen fucked up. Yes. So let's figure out how to, let's not make it so this citizen was just a complete angel, hadn't done anything. I agree 100%. That's where I don't I go with Black Lives Matter, you know? So, like, you know, if we're going to fix it, then let's fix it. Because if not, it's going to be just lopsided on the other side. I agree 100%. And being equal doesn't mean not having to obey laws. You know, there's certain laws that we all have to obey i yep. mean like that's just the way it works and so that's what i don't like about black lives matter is when when you don't take any accountability at all then you're not really working on the problem you're just saying that this is wrong okay this person is wrong no and and i agree like different standard because it is a cop but but the truth is like I said, I plan for the world I live in, not the world I want to live in. So if I know that there's a chance that this person's going to shoot me, <laughs> yeah, then I think it's up to me to make sure that I come out alive. So sometimes there's bad decisions where it's kind of like, yeah, that was wrong that they did that. And then it gets to the, like, well, are you saying they deserve it? I'm not saying that these people deserve it, but I'm saying they put themselves in a stupid position. You know what I mean? Like right. if you leave a candle on at your house and your house burns down, I don't think you deserved it. But I also think that you had a part in it by not putting out that candle. Right, right. I, and, and here's the thing. And, and I think, again, I think it goes back to, the, look, because only the negative videos get put out there, it puts everybody on edge. Mm -hmm. It puts the people getting pulled over on edge. It puts the cops on edge because they know now that everybody thinks that they're a bunch of fucking racists, which they're not. Right, so everybody is now on edge. And there's a fair amount of people abusing it, too. Well, look, on both sides. But that's the thing, like, like, um, and that's what I would say. If, if you put the same amount of good videos out and took out all the bad ones, and just for a little while, just put out some good videos, it, it, ch it, it can help change the public perception. Now, I will say that... Um, there has been systemic racism forever and mm -hmm. ever and ever. And so at the, at the base of it all is that distrust that a lot of people in certain communities have of the system in general, of the mm -hmm. system in general, right? And I can't blame them, right? Um, and I, and I, I, I can't pretend to know what it's like to be on the other side of it because I've never, I never have been. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So for me, like, it's a lot of guessing and going, oh, that sounds good. That sounds, at the end of the day, what I do know is that I, I think that social media and the internet has done good and harm because it's shown a light on it, which it needed to, mm -hmm. but it's not showing a fair and balanced side. Or do you know what I mean? Yeah, but, you know, I think also a lot of people don't want to open up their eyes on either side and I think that that's that's part of the problem and that's the reason I don't like like Bernie I mean like you know I like him I mm -hmm. mean like if if it were um, you know not Trump and Bernie were to get the nomination then I would vote for Bernie but I, I like him I like I like him I, I mean he's he's a little too much of a socialist for me but I like him man I like that he likes people 
he cares about people. I mean, and for me, like I said, at the end of the day, for me, I care about, I just want people to be happy and good to each other. And I, <laughs> I know you're, you think that's funny. You think that's really funny. Yeah, I do. I know, but, I do. but, I but it, it doesn't have to be, right? It doesn't have to be. Like, it's so much easier. You know, I saw you walking down the street. Mm-hmm. I just said I'd walk and meet you. Yeah. It's so much easier just to take that step towards your fellow man. Do you know what I mean? And for me, it just makes my day better that way. I agree that, you know, like I'm nice to people in <laughs> everyday life. <laughs> I have my friends and, you know, I'm I'm respectful of people, but like I just am not overly, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, it, like, like you mentioned the thing about um, when we were talking about immigration and then Renee called in, you had mentioned the, um, like people going back. Like, you know, or him rounding people up. Yes. Like, uh, the way that that's actually supposed to work out is people are supposed to go back for a short while, have an exp- expedited process to come back once they... But you know how much of it costs the government to round everybody up? And they said it would take, s- I think I've read, like 16 years or 18 years. Well, they um, did... And $600 billion it would cost to round everybody up. And let me ask you another question. And I have a young white child. Mm-hmm. When I hear people say they're taking our jobs, they're they're doing jobs that young white kids think they're too good to do. In some cases, though, they're doing jobs that nobody needs done. You know what I mean? <laughs> like what? Like selling roses <laughs> on the side of the freeway. Yes, like, but that's I'll tell you not something, something the, we need. The agriculture business would get hit hard because they're paying such cheap labor your produce prices would fucking I hear skyrocket. people say that all the time but I'd rather pay more for my produce like you know like you're right there are they are doing these jobs that like um some people young white kids might not want to do yeah. but the thing is um they're doing jobs that Americans would be able to do if they didn't pay so low Right, right, right. And that's the catch, right? And I would rather, I mean, like, honestly, that's the way I come at it. Like, some people, like, people always throw that in my face. Like, you know, even, like, uh, with the, with the like, you know, the f- price for produce is going to go up. I'm willing to pay more for my produce. I'm willing to pay more for everything if it means that more people in this country are actually going to be able to work. If there's less homeless people, if we're able to do something about this stuff and actually try it on a different way, because we've tried it this way and we see how it's gotten us. And it's not like we're in a terrible place. But at the same time, you look at the rates of like homelessness here in L.A. Yeah. I mean, like, that's ridiculous. I mean, like, we've so, been declared an emergency. So you see, it's not it's not it's not plausible to go to everybody's house. And, and, and as a Jew. It just smells like fucking Germany to go and knock on people's houses and rip them away. So I, I'm I'm uh, like a hundred percent against that. I am for more uh, a, a more uh, strict border. Mm-hmm. I, I for sure think that, especially to the people who live in America, who live on those borders, it's not fair to to to. It's not fair to them. But at the same time, we have to find a humane, smart way to do it. But there's there's small things that people aren't cooperating with right now, like with the sanctuary cities and stuff like that. You know, like when 
um, immigration wants you to put a hold on certain people just or on people just so that they have an extra 48 hours to check them out. Yeah. And and like a lot of counties and cities aren't cooperating with that. Like to me, something does need to be done about that because that's a way. And also, like if you're in this country to make a better life for yourself, you should not be getting in trouble. That's just you should not be going to jail. That's true. You know, and then like, you know, there's a park that I live right by. There's a bunch of like I would assume they're illegal, mm-hmm. you know, and if you came here for a better life and you're living in a park, it didn't work out. You didn't make a better <laughs> life. <laughs> you can go back. <laughs> well, I can't argue with that. <laughs> yeah, I can't argue with that. Let me ask you something. Do you get pushback from the Latino <laughs> or gay community for, because you you're not in step with a lot of the beliefs of those two communities. Do you get a lot of pushback? They always threaten, like people online always threaten that, you know, Latino community or the gay community are going to pull back their support. And I'm like, I never had your guys' support. Yeah. So, like, what are you taking away from me? Something you never gave? You know, like, because, like, you know, both uh, LGBT individuals you know, like me a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but like, but one of the things, it's cause one of the things with me is people don't necessarily agree with everything I say, but because I'm, I'm cool with the way I deal with people and I treat people with respect, they yeah. respect me, you know, so they, they will still support me. And as long as I make them laugh, that's kind of all they care about. Um, but like when it comes to like, you know, gay, I've never held up a gay flag and been like, you know, um, I think that a lot of young gay people can look at what I've done and, you know, learn from it and, and maybe see that they don't have to accept the limitations that we're sometimes told. Like, you know, I was like people thought I was supposed to work West Hollywood when I first started doing yes. comedy. Like I was just supposed to do that scene. But I got out on that scene and they weren't very welcoming me of me because I had done so many open mics at that point And I had such a strong presence that uh, they don't really like me going in there and kind of shaking it up and making them look like amateurs, which right. is what happens when you're only doing West Hollywood rooms. And then someone that's been around quite a bit walks into the room, you know, but then, you know, you get a Comedy Central credit and now they all want you at their room. And it's like, well, now I don't want to do your room anymore. <laughs> you know, do you think it's easier for young gay comics now? Yeah, because it's more accepting into into the mainstream audience. Well, yeah, but like you know, um, it's more. It's well, I guess I think it's easier, but I think it's also like stunted them in a way. Because I um, am thankful for like you know, kind of the homophobia that I had to deal with when I was first starting out. It mm-hmm. gave me stuff to write about. You know, and yeah. it, it, gave, it gave me a different point of view. And so, like, now I think it's almost too welcoming, and it makes it so they just rely on, you know, I'm gay, you have to like me. And it's like, yeah, but you're not talking about anything. You're not yeah. writing anything. You know, I, I forgot to say one thing about, you You had mentioned feminism. It's interesting, you know, I, I consider myself to be a feminist. Mm-hmm. Um, I really do. Uh, because I think the definition of feminism basically is, Aaron, will you look it up? But I think it's basically it, paraphrasing everything being equal. That's basically what it is, right? Um, but, you know, I, I, I was, it was interesting. I was in New York, and I held the door for a woman. And she goes, I don't need you to do that for me. And I said, what? And she goes, do you think I can't open that door? And I said, no, I, I was just opening it for you. She was like, 
I don't need you to open that door for me. Go in for first, please. And I was like, okay. And it, I had a, like a, a moment where I was like, and I had to ask her, did I insult you? Did I insult you by opening the door? I'm really curious. Like, I don't mean to be like, don't want this to sound aggressive, but did I insult you? And she goes, yeah, you insulted me. It made me feel like you thought you were stronger than me and I needed your help. And I was like, whoa. It, it was such a different perspective. You know what I would have said? No. Bitch, you need to get over it. Because <laughs> this is something you probably did without even thinking about it, but you held the door open for me. I, I did. And I didn't take it as like, you know, oh, he's doing this because I'm gay. He thinks I'm too weak to open that door. I took it as you were being a nice person. You were being welcoming, saying, that's, hey, come that's in. That's what I do. Yeah, that's what I do. Yeah. But it was interesting that, that it's, it's because they're now different. There are different levels, and they're even women arguing with each other about what feminism is. Yeah, that's why I don't believe in a lot of what's calling itself feminist. It is an interesting time, like, because I, I have some friends... Um, if you have time to write a blog, you're not really a feminist. <laughs> you're supposed to be getting shit done. You're supposed... <laughs> women are busy. You know, like, you're writing a fucking blog about what? About a man that said hi to you, a man that opened... You probably got blogged about later that night. Can you believe very... this misogynist actually thought I couldn't open this door for my bitch? Get a hold of yourself, please. <laughs> it was a very, it was a very eye-opening experience for me. I will tell you, and that's why I was like, I was a little taken aback. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, like I had to know, and I didn't honestly, if we're honest, I didn't care if she thought if I offended her, but I had to know yeah. why. And that that her theory was that I was holding it because in some way I thought I was superior to her. Yeah, no, I think people need to get out of their own heads with that kind of stuff. Like, I really do. Like, that's really the way I feel about it. I mean, like, I can't constantly bend myself to your mental illness. I just can't. Do you know what's funny? We went so far forward, we almost went backwards. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, we, we, we started thinking so much that we've gone to the point where we now we can't say anything again. Yeah. It's really been... If you look at, like, 70 sitcoms... All in the family. Mm-hmm. You couldn't. All in the family couldn't be on TV right now. Yeah. No fucking way. Well, that was a, the Jeffersons couldn't be on TV right now. That was a great thing about um, what was it? Uh, Richard Pryor and Gene um, Wilder. Yeah. Yeah. Their movies were so great <laughs> yeah. because they were both so silly and not politically correct. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the kinds of the kind of humor that was that wouldn't be able to be made right now. Only if it's a cartoon. Only if, that's yeah. Cartoons can say. Fucking anything, mm-hmm. and you can sing anything. Yeah. If you're, if it's in a song, you can say it. And if you're a cartoon, and if you're a cartoon singing a song, fuck you. You can say whatever the mm-hmm. hell you want. But yeah, Family Guy says shit where I'm like, I'm watching at my house, like that was just on TV. Was that? Did he just say that? There was one show where Stewie got sick, right? And he passes out, and he goes, oh. And then he wakes up real quick, and he goes, make sure my doctor's not black. Oh, and he falls asleep again. <laughs> <laughs> and then when he said that, I was like, oh, my God, what's happening right now? What, did he just say that? And fucking because it was a cartoon, it was fine. Yeah, like, you know, but I think people also forget, like, you know, it's gotten so, like, ridiculous with the political, correct, p- political correctness that, like, um, people aren't even thinking anymore. They're just hearing words, getting offended by them, and deciding that what you're saying is wrong. That happens all the time in jokes. Mm-hmm. It happens all the time in jokes, you know, and that's why I took that the word faggoty out of that joke. I have a friend of mine who's uh, uh, on um, Twitter. Twitter and Facebook. He goes by Miso Randy. Very nice dude, gay guy. 
And he was like, why don't you do that joke anymore? And I told him, I go, Randy, I can't do that joke. I caught so much shit. He goes, for what? I said, for the word faggoty. Faggoty. I, I, said, I said faggoty little pumpkin. And for whatever reason, you know when you find an alliteration mm-hmm. or three or four words that for whatever reason always gets a laugh? Mm-hmm. I tried to put a different word in there when people get on me about it, and it never got a laugh. For whatever reason, that alliteration in a row. And Randy was like, it's not. I go, you don't think it's offensive because you know me. But there are people who are just picking up on the word and deciding that I'm the worst person in the world. You remember that trouble that Joe Coy got into? Oh, yeah. Right? And Joe is the maybe the nicest person in the fucking world. I'm glad you brought that up. That's one of the reasons that I don't trust a lot of what the, the media makes it look like look like with like um, Tell everybody what the happened. Trump situation and that. But it's just like I was thinking about that. Um, Joe Coy, he was performing in Chicago for the Just for Laughs when they were doing that there. Big theater. Yeah, and uh, then a woman pointed out that his zipper was down in the middle of his set, and he was like, you know, why would you say that? You know, or who even notices that kind yeah. of thing? Or who even noticed that? And then a guy in the back said, I did. And then yeah. Joe made fun of his voice and did the I did, and then uh, was like, faggot, right after, and then just completely ruined his life. Yeah. <laughs> and then Him like, saying that ru- ruined his life. Yeah. He got kicked off a TV show. Yeah. A network TV show. Yeah, and what bothered me, I'll tell you what bothered me specifically about that, was um, blog post on, like, Advocate and a few of the other gay um, online, you know, magazines. They were, um, the blog, the, the responses to the blog posts about it. First off, you li- you read the blog post about it, or the, the post about it, the articles that they did. By the way, we should say... Joe is the furthest thing from a homophobe in the entire world. Well, he took me with him for a year and a half. I, I know. That's what pissed me off was like, you know, I heard about this and then um, I was like, okay, well, let me go in and start like, you know, responding to some of this so people can know what he's actually like. Right. What bothered me was these articles. I read the articles before I posted on them. The articles don't even tell the story in a way that it makes sense. Like in, in like if you've ever seen Joe Coy perform, like you know Joe Coy can say anything to his audience yes. and he's not going to eat it. He yes. doesn't. You know what I mean? Yes. But this these articles make it seem like he started bombing. Excuse me. They had to play music to get him off stage. Uh, like the things that they were saying, I was like, none of this happens at a Joe Coy show right. or at where any time you performs. It just doesn't happen. You know what I mean? So I already know you're lying there. And then the other thing is, you're making it sound like you know he's a homophobe because of th- this this quick little thing he said. And and so like I'm seeing comments going up pretty much in real time. You know, and because uh, I'm paying attention and seeing this, right? right? And I'm typing out mine, which is very like you know, explaining what my history is with them, and that I'm just not a person just saying this. My comment gets held for two days. Really? Yes. Held. Yes. Filtered. Really? Yeah. So everything else is, and I'm seeing other comments get posted, and I'm like, why isn't my comment going up? Oh, that's very interesting. Yeah, so that's what made me... So it was manipulating the conversation. Yeah, you know, and after two days, nobody's paying attention to that anymore. People are on to the next thing. You know, but it goes back to, like, as a comic... That happened on more than one site where mine was held for longer really? than... Yeah. It's interesting, because as a comic, you know, I'll tell you, it's it, for me, like, sometimes when I try new jokes... Well, this is how I used to do it, and I would be lying if I told you I haven't changed it a little bit. When I try new jokes or new stories, I would go 
way far, further than I knew, pushing the envelope, than I knew I would ever tell that story. Mm -hmm. But I just wanted to see how far I could go. Does that mm -hmm. make sense? Yeah. So there were envelopes that I, pu I would push too far, knowing full well, I'm going to pull it back. I just want to see where that line is for this joke. Yeah. You can't, I, I can't do that anymore. See, I still do that. You're um, in a different, I'm a white guy. I can't, I can't. Yeah, it might also be the reason I'm still working BNC. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. 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 <laughs> you know, it might it yeah. might be making my road longer than it has to be, but I I just I refuse to like, and I get why other people do. You know what I mean? Like I, I definitely do get that, but like um, you know, especially like I get so much shit sometimes from other LGBT people, and if they're comics, I won't listen to them at all. I mean, like, I just won't listen to their opinions when it comes to, like, oh, you really shouldn't say this. Oh, I shouldn't say this? Okay, we're comics in L.A. You're a gay comic in L.A. I'm basically the person that has kicked the door down for you in the L.A. area because I was doing all the open mics that no other fag was doing. Right. So now you don't get to tell me what I can and can't say once you walk through the door I've kicked down for you. That's not the way it works. <laughs> <laughs> That's also where I have something that a lot of people don't have. You know what I mean? Because, like, really, especially in the L.A. area, you ask anybody about a gay comic, I'm one of the first ones they're going to mention, yes. if not the first one they're going to mention. Even Guy Branham, who the other day chimed in, and I decided to slap that bitch down, uh, which <laughs> technically I like Guy. I like Once Guy. he comes to his senses, we'll be cool again. But he's right a, now... he's an uber intelligent dude yeah but he's also going super politically correct and dealing with these people that are basically cross-dressers ca calling themselves queens and i'm not doing it with him <laughs> i'm not doing it with him or them any of these fags let me tell nothing. you something <laughs> i will tell you something and, and, and anybody who listens to this show knows that one of one of the reoccurring themes and and, and the reason i the only reason i wanted to have you on wasn't because you were supporting trump was that like I like ballsy people. Mm -hmm. I like ballsy people, and I like people who stick to their guns, and they are who they are unapologetically. And um, I always knew that about you from kind of afar and from talking to Joe Coy, but this conversation has really cemented that. Like, dude, I really respect the fact that you respect other people's ideas, but you're unapologetically yourself. Mm -hmm. That's the way, and even though knowing because of that, there's some things you're like, that may be harder for me to do, but I would rather have that be harder for, the, for me to do than to compromise who I think I am. Yeah, because then I'd have to think for a character. Oh, yeah, you'd be playing somebody else. Yeah, because I'd have to think about everything I'd say, and I think that's where a lot of people get in trouble. I want to build the kind of career, and it's the reason that I'm very open about everything on social media and sometimes get on people's nerves because I say things they don't agree right, with. Right. And, you know, I'm open about the Black Lives Matter thing. I want to build a career where there's never a chance of anybody that actually is a fan of mine or supports me being like, oh, I can't believe he said that. Uh, uh, let me just say, by the way, um, I understand. Uh, I, I do have to say, as far as the Black Lives Matter thing, for me, um, I... I completely understand the black lives matter argument i but i am if i had to pick a team mm -hmm. i would for sure pick black lives matter just because for for too long like for this reason when people go well all lives matter yes all lives matter but that's not what we're saying right now we're we we understand that all lives matter but also this group we just want to make sure that their lives aren't being marginalized anymore 
That, that that's it. Uh, no, I, I also feel like my my opinion might be different because I'm Mexican. Yeah, and you know what I mean. So like I do, I have had to deal with discrimination yep. and then also being gay as well. You know what I mean. So I do see it there, like you know, see certain parts of it their way. But I just have a a difference in the way that I I view um, how that you're talking about how things how it they go about protesting. Is that uh, what it is? Well, you know. Just for me, like the way you navigate things can 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 make a world of difference in how things turn out. Right. You know, and the way that you, like I posted about this on Facebook and it got a lot of positive positive feedback um, from, you know, friends of different races where it also does have something to do with the way that you're raised. You know, like I was raised by my mom to like always wave to the police when I was a little kid. Mm -hmm. You know, it was just something that she would have us do because she was always very clear with us. I don't know why my mom thought people wanted us so bad. (laughs) (laughs) But she would always tell us, you know, like, if anybody ever tries to kidnap you, if anybody ever, you know, a stranger, if stranger danger ever comes up to you, you run right to the police and you tell them. And so she raised us to have a good relationship with the police. Like, you know, when I got older, every once in a while, I would mouth off to them. And every once in a while, one of them will piss me off now. And just, you know, but like because I give them everything that they need up front, like, you know, like as soon as the police pull me over, I already have my license registration. I have everything that they need because I know that that's what they're going to ask for. Right. So I give them everything they need. And then um, I will be cool with them. And once I feel disrespected, I will start to treat them like I'm what I am, you know, a a citizen that has a right to be upset now. You're being disrespectful. And I will talk to them like that. And I have, um, you know, like some people say some of my best friends are black. Um, My two best friends are black. And I see the way that they deal with the police. And they do the same kind of thing. You know, they're very cool, very respectful. Once they feel disrespected, they're very open about it. And they don't get any pushback because really at that point, you are harassing a a law-abiding citizen. I've already given you everything you need to check me out. But I noticed in a lot of the the cases, like what goes wrong, you know, like the Mike Brown situation. Like in that one, I was very honest about, I agree with the poster. I don't agree with the poster boy. Mm -hmm. You know, so with Mike Brown, that was one. Sandra Bland, I thought also, you know, was a bad example of like, okay, this is how not to act when the police pull you over. I don't care what you're going through. You put that aside. Right. But then, you know, the other side would say, and none of that deserves death. Oh, but that's where I go back to. Nobody's saying that anybody deserves it. But I'm saying if we're really going to look at this as a problem that we need to fix as a society, right. we need to look at both sides of it and not just fix one. And and you know where I fall, especially and where I keep going back to is, I, it's hard for me to discount an entire group of people that who who have shared experiences that I don't have. Do you, do you know what I mean by that? Like, and I would say your experiences could be closer that to theirs. But than there's mine. a lot of black people that say no; these people do not represent me. Like you know, um, my friends, Ben, ben Carson. <laughs> my friends are very like you know. Right. No, that I'm not. That's not what I am. I actually know how to conduct myself when the police put. Like there was like the other day, there was that um, that girl. Or that boy that got shot in Florida. Which? Um, it was just a couple of days ago. 
this kid gets shot in Florida. Uh-huh. And his dumbass family. Are you talking about the kid who robbed the house? Yeah. Oh my and god. And did you see the the cousin? Did you see that? How's he supposed to get money for his school clothes? And it's like that. But that kind of thinking does come into play with some of it. That and was. It can't si- suddenly become a Black Lives Matter thing. That was one of the silliest videos I've ever seen. The dude. Yeah. I mean, and, and he wasn't shot by police. He was shot by the person yeah. whose house it was. Yeah. yeah. That was. That was when I saw that video. The first thing I thought was, Oh no. Yeah, this is and not, she legitimately meant that. This she is not really... going to help the movement at all. Um, tell everybody where you're going to be. Where am I going to be? I'm in town until, like, April. I'm in Fresno, April 1st and 2nd. I'm okay. in Fresno. And then I get to be in town. I made it a point to be in town because... where If they want to follow you, where do you want them? Uh, you know what? They can go to americasfavoritefag.com. <laughs> I'm surprised that website wasn't already taken. America's favorite fag.com <laughs> is all me. I, I tried to get that website and look at you. Well, you fucking took it I'm from me. I'm way it. ahead of you. Got the <laughs> .net too. So stay off my corner, bitch. <laughs> I'm going to go dot .biz. America's. I'm going to go right, dot you um, have it. <laughs> I uh, have really enjoyed having you on. No, great talking to you. Let me ask you something. Did you. Because we didn't really know each other that well coming in. Mm-hmm. Did you think that it was... Because you said, I'm, I'm happy to come on, but I don't want to be attacked. Yeah. Did you think that I that I was just l- lulling you in here into a false sense? Or did you... I was hoping you weren't, but I was halfway prepared for it. As soon as I saw you, though, and you said hello, and then we started chatting, Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, that's not, you know... It's not my thing. Yeah, I I'm not tell. an ambush guy. Yeah, right away you were, you know, I mean, like... Well, you know what? I honestly, look... I clearly don't agree with you on Trump, like not not my guy. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I learn more from people that I don't agree with than people that I do agree with. Yeah, so do I. So I'm ha- I'm happy to hear what and and I didn't want this to be like a situation where I had a list of things prepared about why I didn't like them, like because that is where it would get combative. I just wanted to ask you a couple questions. And, 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 and get away from, and like I said, I didn't even jump into policy for me. A lot of it is just real personal shit with him that I just don't trust, but I wanted to hear your opinions. And so I was happy you came on. You were very honest and forthright. And, uh, I really appreciate it, man. No, thank you for having me. Yeah. And, um, guys, you can, um, what was I going to say? Oh, joshwolfcomedy.com. I'm going to be in Omaha, Nebraska the first weekend of April. And then the second weekend of April, I'm going to be somewhere else. Go to comedianjoshwolf.com. I'm going to be in Lexington, Kentucky, and I'm going to be in some other places. But go to comedianjoshwolf.com. I have had a really good time tonight, man. You have, um, there were a couple things you said that made me, huh? Which I, and I, like I said, like I learn more from people that I uh, don't agree with eye to eye because, well, you make me think a different way for a couple hours during my day and I always think that's good yeah no I had a great time chatting with you I really did I um yeah I appreciate it Aaron you want anything you want to add how's your one thing coming buddy you've been doing it did you stick with it 100% I haven't had a soda since Monday and how do you feel I'm a little tired today you getting a little, you having a little withdrawals not as bad as I thought Aaron's one thing was um no soda I uh Stick with it, dude. You're going to kill it. All right. Love you guys. Later.
Um, we started this. Uh, me and one of the trainers from Biggest Loser started.